and welcome to the Green World Podcast, hosted by the Nuclear Information and Resource Service, or NIRS. NIRS is a national nonprofit organization devoted to a nuclear-free, carbon-free world, and we have served as the information and networking hub for people and organizations concerned about nuclear power, radioactive waste, radiation, and sustainable energy issues since 1978. On the Green World podcast, we share news, views, and musings about how the U.S. can create a sustainable, safe energy future without nuclear power and all the radioactive waste and materials involved in the nuclear fuel chain. Tune in to hear the latest news about nuclear energy and waste policy in Washington, D.C., and stories from frontline communities across the nation facing nuclear risks and environmental injustices from reactors, waste sites, uranium mining, and more. To learn more about NEARS, join the movement, and support our work, visit our website, nears.org or nirs.org. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Green World Podcast. Hello. Hello, everybody. My name is Hannah Smay. I'm the digital organizer for the Nuclear Information and Resource Service, which is a nonprofit based in Tacoma Park, Maryland. So we are so excited to launch our Green World Podcast today. And today what we're going to do is we're just going to give you an introduction to the Nuclear Information and Resource Service, which you know, our acronym is N-I-R-S or NIRS. So if you hear us say NIRS, that is the abbreviation of our name of our organization. So the Nuclear Information and Resource Service is a national nonprofit organization devoted to a nuclear-free, carbon-free world. And we have served as the information and networking hub for people and organizations concerned about things like nuclear power, radioactive waste, radiation, and sustainable energy issues since 1978. And so... We work internationally to create a sustainable energy future without nuclear power. And we are affiliated with the World Information Service on Energy, or WISE, International. And so just a little short list of the things we support. First, a nuclear-free, carbon-free, sustainable energy future. Secondly, a democratically-based energy system in which communities are empowered to make decisions about their energy sources. Environmental justice a just transition that addresses the needs of communities during the progression from nuclear energy and fossil fuels to renewable energy, and then the prevention and protection of communities and individuals from exposure to radiation. So that's just the short list of some of the things that we work on. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to an interview that I have done with the executive director of NEARS, Tim Judson, who uses he, him pronouns. Tim joined NEARS in September of 2013 as associate director and has served as executive director since 2014. Tim leads NEARS's work on nuclear, nuclear reactor and climate change issues and has written a series of reports on nuclear bailouts and sustainable energy. Some of Tim's history is being the chair of the Board of Citizens Awareness Network, one of the lead organizations in the successful campaign to close the Vermont Yankee nuclear reactor, as well as being the co-founder of the Alliance for a Green Economy in the state of New York. And so, Tim, before we get started, started diving into what NEARS is all about. Will you introduce yourself to our listeners? 
Sure, yeah. Thanks, Hannah, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, my name is Tim Judson, and I'm the Executive Director at the Nuclear Information and Resource Service. Um, I've been with NIRS since uh, 2013, um, and prior to coming to NIRS, um, I had a long history of grassroots activism on nuclear energy and environmental issues, as well as, as, well as labor organizing and workers' rights policy. Uh, you know, when I came to NIRS, you know, it was really, uh, you know, after having, you know, been working at the grassroots for, you know, for for about 15 years and had worked with NIRS actually for all of that time in sort of a you know, kind of a coalition partner capacity in various ways. And it was really an opportunity for me as a grassroots activist to come um, to this this organization with this long and, um, and deep history of working with grassroots groups to kind of help try to build a stronger grassroots environmental nuclear energy, uh, you know, sort of safe energy movement. And so NEARS itself um, dates back to, to 1978 and when it was founded. And the vision behind NEARS when that happened was, you know, to essentially kind of create um, a national hub for the grassroots um, anti-nuclear slash safe energy movement, which, you know, was really high profile at the time. There were, you know, there were people organizing all over the country to stop nuclear power plants and, um, and other nuclear facilities in their communities. And, uh, but there was no kind of you know, sort of central networking hub. This is all pre-internet, of course, in 1978. And so there was a, there was a kind of a process where uh, people came up with the concept of, of, of forming the Nuclear Information and Resource Service to kind of provide, you know, kind of a central uh, information hub um, and resource hub for the grassroots movement to be so people could have access to libraries of technical experts um, that you know that information that was that was coming out um, you know in, in Congress or through the federal government could easily be distributed to the grassroots and that sort of thing and so NIRS is that 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 sort of vision of building kind of a de really democratic uh, grassroots movement for you know for for a safe energy future um, you know really. Um, was the foundation, the founding vision of NIRS. And it's really, you know, even as the organizations evolved over the last 43 years, uh, we've really stayed true to that. Yeah, Tim, that's really inspiring to hear and really good for our listeners to get a background on what NIRS is all about and our central mission. And so, you know, you mentioned like a safe energy future, and I'm wondering if you can give our listeners a bit more background on what that means at, here at NIRS. Yes. Well, so, you know, uh, today, you know, sort of in kind of our modern parlance, um, you know, the way NIRS describes our mission is that we're for a nuclear-free, carbon-free world. And, you know, that's a really, that's, a, that's sort of a big distillation of um, a lot of the values of the organization. Uh, we've really approached uh, the issue of nuclear power, um, at, you know, from the lens of the ways in which decision-making about our environment, decision-making about our energy choices has largely been driven by the dirty energy industries themselves. And that includes both the nuclear industry and the fossil fuel industry, which are really the same industry, just different arms of, 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 the, same, of the same extractive enterprises. And, um, and so what we envision and what this is, this is really infused um, both NIRS and the anti-nuclear movement, um, you know, for over 40 years, is this vision of, you know, of environmental sustainability and the transition to to a fully sustainable, non-polluting, environmentally just, um, you know, democratic energy system. 
And so that means we've got to phase out nuclear, we've got to phase out fossil fuels, we've got to go to 100% renewable energy um, and do that through a process that's just and equitable, you know, and, and going to be affordable to, you know, to ordinary people. And that's really, you know, sort of the, the moment that we're at right now is we are at the moment when this isn't just a vision anymore. We can actually get there. And and this is one of the major fights that that not just nears, but of course, you know, the whole um, environmental, climate, labor, you know, racial justice movements um, have before us. Yeah. Great, Tim. Thank you for connecting those dots and explaining to our listeners where NEARS falls in all of those movements that you just listed and how NEARS's mission connects across the board there. And so I'm wondering if maybe we can step back a bit and let our listeners know why are we so concerned about nuclear issues? I mean, we're obviously, there, there's, there's a lot of things competing for people's attention in the world at this point. I mean, there's just so many serious issues that are, that are impacting people's lives, you know, whether it's, you know, wildfires or racial injustice or the pandemic, um, you know, whether it's, you know, being unemployed, um, you know, any of these things. I mean, it's all, they're, they're all important and they're all interconnected. And the way that, you know, the, the way that I came to working on nuclear power was because I was from a community that was affected by it. And, you know, we had, you know, three nuclear reactors just 30 miles from where I lived. And uh, there were, you know, you know, we were really seriously concerned about our safety um, because of some of the problems that they were having. But as I got more involved in it, uh, it just became clear to me that this is an industry that contaminates everything that it touches. And the communities where nuclear power plants operate, the communities where the uranium is mined to make the fuel for the for you know for for the nuclear reactors, um, all of the facilities that process the um, the process the you know the the fuel and the radioactive waste, um, all of it, all of those communities have seriously had their health impacted by the radioactivity that's being produced through this through through, through this energy source. No one ever talks about it. Um, because frankly, a lot of it is kept secret by the corporations and their connection to, um, you know, to the uh, to, to the nuclear weapons complex. That's you know that's always been a very tight national security issue. Um, but those, but you know, but nevertheless, that suffering is happening. And so, you know, at this moment when you know we are confronted with these environmental challenges that the humanity has never experienced with climate change and sea level rise. Um, drought, um, you know, severe storms, you know, we are the very, the very survivability of our environment is at stake at this point. And we need to, um, you know, to try to preserve and restore, uh, you know, our environment to not just a sustainable or stable state, but but we've actually got to, to, to make sure that it's as healthy as it can be to sustain our communities and sustain our families and sustain our children and our children's children. And so, you know the the danger that you know that the nuclear power poses you know in the midst of in the midst of climate change is that um, the you know is is that the the continued contamination of our water and our air um, you know with radiation and other toxic and other toxic substances um, is something that we that 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 we need to take care of um, at the same time as we're trying to mitigate the the, the climate crisis that's that's occurring and exacerbating all of those risks. So, you know, in a very real way, the reason why we need to get to, you know, a fossil-free and nuclear-free future is really for our own survival and survival of our communities. And so that's really what's, you know, what, what inspires our work at NEARS 
we're fighting for a world that, that's going to be able to, you know, to sustain our families and our children and our communities into the future. You've talked before about the twin crises of global climate change and then radioactive waste and how interconnected this nuclear contamination, this is aging, dirty nuclear reactors that, as you said, um, the whole entire process um, from cradle to grave of radioactive materials involved in nuclear power contaminates every everything, everyone, all communities that it touches across the country and how interconnected that is with our collective struggle for a livable climate in the future. And so that is sort of the broad strokes and what why it matters so much. And so this summer, Nears is working on a variety of big campaigns. And Tim, I'm wondering if you would be able to share with our listeners just sort of the um, high-level overview of what Nears' main priorities are this summer. Sure. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's really two 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 major things that are that are happening that Nears is focused on right now. Uh, one, which I'm sure everybody has heard of, and the other, which I'm sure that everyone that, that almost no one has heard of. Um, but the you know this big debate over um, you know what uh, over infrastructure legislation and what that and what that's actually going to entail. Um, you know is is you know is become um, centrally involved in the whole question of nuclear energy. Um, you know, in both the, um, the you know, this bipartisan uh, infrastructure bill that Biden negotiated with, uh, with some uh, Senate Republicans and Democrats, um, there's a proposal to include, um, you know, at least $10 billion in subsidies for, uh, for nuclear power plants in there, more than, by far more than, you know, more than renewable energy or any other energy source. Um, and then also, um, in terms of this big, um, infrastructure uh, investment that, um, that 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 the Democrats are are you know are negotiating over. There's um, and there's multiple proposals to include even more nuclear subsidies uh, into you know into that into that legislation. And our concern is that um, you know these proposals would not even be subsidies to build new nuclear power plants, which are for various reasons you know infeasible, too expensive, not going to help with climate. Um, but to invest billions of dollars in subsidizing old nuclear power plants that are really, you know, in, in the process of, of needing to phase out. And, um, and, the, and, and then these, these, these subsidy proposals that are being worked into these energy bills or these infrastructure bills um, would essentially be a roadblock to developing renewable energy by essentially investing in the past instead of investing in the future. And then the other big campaign that we're working on um, is uh, is around nuclear waste. And you know we have uh, over well we have close to ninety thousand tons of high level nuclear waste that's uh, been generated by nuclear power plants over the last fifty years. All of that waste is currently you know sitting at nuclear power plants in relatively unprotected, uh, insecure facilities, both in you know pools of water and in and outside on concrete pads. Um, and there's been a push by the industry for several years to essentially just start shipping that waste to parking lots um, out in the southwestern U.S. And um, you know, and so this would essentially this, this these proposals for what they're calling consolidated interim storage of nuclear waste would you know would involve potentially tens of thousands of shipments of high-level nuclear waste 
all over the country across our roads and rails and waterways um, simply to park it, you know, on a concrete pad in the desert. And, um, and these are the places where they want to where they want to ship this waste to um, are themselves already environmental justice communities. These are, you know, majority Hispanic communities in the southwest that already are suffering from a number of pollution burdens from fossil fuel extraction to uh, to other nuclear facilities to toxic waste dumps. And this is a major environmental justice issue that, that really affects the entire country. Um, and so uh, we're working to, uh, to block um, these proposals um, to, uh, you know, to, to start shipping nuclear waste all over the U.S. Yeah, so we've got uh, the national bailout and radioactive waste um, really high on our priority list this summer. And the next couple of episodes of the Green World podcast will be devoted to um, diving much deeper into the uh, national nuclear bailout and all the reasons why we should not bail out uh, existing nuclear projects. And so please stay tuned for some more deep dives into why nuclear bailouts are bad for climate jobs and environmental justice. And yeah, this is just the tip of the iceberg, what, what Tim was explaining. We have so many different aspects of our work that I'm very excited to explore on the Green World podcast. And so please feel free to explore our website to learn more about NEARS and drop us a line on what you're most interested in or concerned about or excited about in terms of our clean energy future, our safe, clean, carbon-free, nuclear-free energy future. Give us a, a shout. Share this podcast with your friends and your family and other people who are interested in podcasts or interested in climate change, environmental justice, and nuclear issues. With that, Tim, do you have any final words for our listeners on this first episode? Anything you want them to walk away with besides just come back for our next episode and learn more about the national nuclear bailout and how you can get involved? Yeah, please tune in and find out more. Um, you know, we hope to be able to create some, you know, some 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 really interesting and informative um, resources for people, you know, to be able to act on. So thanks.